Witchmania Playcast. Welcome to episode 83 of the Switch Mania Playcast. Another episode where we question if JP is going to play the game or if he's even going to be here. Oh, we already know the answer. We do. <laughs> but, but our listeners may not. What's funny, though, is like for the listeners, Barry doesn't actually see the title cards, but there's like with the the blue fire background because that you know this is our game of the episode um there's actually a little like evil guy that's where jp normally is <laughs> on, the, on the card so it looks like little evil jp is with us tonight evil jp is is with us in spirit now jp unfortunately was not able to make it tonight um so we will we will miss him but he will be here in evil spirit <laughs> evil spirits <laughs> crazy crazy times um, now we got to try to convince JP to play more uh, more games with us, but I yeah. think we're gonna fail. <laughs> Most likely, JP's a very busy man. Yeah, craziness. Um, but yeah, like it's uh, been a crazy time. Um, I was out and about doing crazy things last week. I think I was. What was I doing last week that I couldn't record? I think I had. Was I passed out because I had to wake up super early? I think that's what it was. You, you were very busy. Uh, it yeah. was actually two weeks ago. Oh, it was two weeks ago? Yeah, we didn't record last week. Oh, crap. Okay, see, so like, I've had an insane couple weeks um, because all I've been like doing is my main job and working a lot, and then all weekend, every weekend, working on updating premium and getting Switch Collector Volume 2 ready. That's the other piece because I need to make sure that that game... That game that book is getting shipped out um you know before the target date of september because that was my target date to all the kickstart backers so that's gonna get done that is now priority along with series two so like it's crunch time i'm actually gonna be dedicating and doing what i call hagen's alley vacation time where i take time off and just go into a hole (laughs) it'll be fun yeah, sometimes you need those. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we did have a voicemail. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm really interested to hear this because you did talk about it. But <laughs> I haven't heard this. I just mentioned it and I was like, it's just too bad that uh, JP can't hear it. <laughs> if he listens to the episode, yeah. as he should, he will then hear it. So, here it goes. Hey guys, I saw Jeff wasn't in the episode, so I just I just skipped it entirely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Jesse. Just you know, kidding. Just, just oh. kidding. He did say more, so let's uh, let's play it again. Hey guys, yeah, I'll play it louder. So Jeff wasn't in the episode, so I, I just I just skipped it entirely. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to bring up the point of organization. I, I feel alone in the world of collectors because uh, I have a different method than most. I have heard there are a few people out there that do it, but as far as right now, I think I'm the only one that I I see that uh, champions the method. So everything's separated in a region. All the regions are together themselves, but within each is by publisher so that you have all the the logos for the publisher on the spine together and the publishers are organized alphabetically. And then within each publisher, those are organized alphabetically. Um, Limited production games that have a numerical like release order those are organized numerically within so i just think it's a great method and it, it keeps a lot of things together and, and looks really nice 
you know, like merge subset and all that, premium subset. So that is interesting. Uh, I do not know of anybody that sorts by publisher, by region, by type, by number. Like I, I, you know what? I don't either, but I will say this. That is certainly a unique method of doing it, and it, it works for you, Jesse, then more power to you because there's no right or wrong way to organize your collection. If well, it works if you, for if you, you... think about it, it would keep a consistent feng shui... Like, if you look at it with your eye, like, all the European games that all have the same kind of spine, all the developers that have the same kind of spine, like, with, with if they change, like, logo placement and things like that. Um, but it does commit you to getting, like, all of the things, because if you did the number by number display and you're missing number 13... <laughs> like, oh, that, that would annoy me. That would suck. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I wasn't on the episode, obviously, but I have probably the weirdest organizational method ever. I mean, I definitely do because I do like my favorites. So I have my top five on one spot, and now that I ran out of space, it's actually in the closet on top, like on a nice shelf where Breath of the Wild, the giant collector's editions there, and those are the only collector's editions that are non-unique that are displayed. And then I have my top, like, 40 face forward like a rental store. Um, my daughter, London, wanted a shelf, so she has a shelf of her favorites, <laughs> which is awesome. You know, you got your nice. your Pokemons and Minecraft and Goat Simulator and God Eater 3 and all of her favorites. Um, and then underneath that, I have my backlog games that I want to play, like the, the most the ones that I really, really need to get my butt off, get off my butt and play. And then below that is everything that I've played alphabetically, no, no matter what the region. Then in the closet now, I have all the games that I haven't played. So there are four shelves filled with games that I haven't played yet that I need to play for the Switch. It is getting ridiculous, Barry. It is insane. <laughs> There's so many games I haven't played, and I have more games that came in the mail that aren't going to fit that need to go into there and play. So they, they go into the non-played. Like, I just got in Battle Axe from the Kickstarter backer. And apparently Hagen's Valley is in there, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Somebody tagged me on that. That was funny. Um, but also, inside my collection, I have some subsets. Like, I got my special reserve section. I got my retro, like, Super Nintendo and, and Nintendo boxes from Limited Run in one cube. I have all the cubes, like the Ikea cubes. Um, I have an Evercade yeah. one. I have one with Evercade stuff in there, just because it's a cool little fun subset. Um, and I have, like, a couple other ones, like my, um, my favorite ones from Strictly Limited that have the cool boxes and stuff, too. But... Not a whole lot, and I only have a few in there of each because there's not a ton of space. So mine is really weird. It's completely unorganized and crazy, but it kind of fits <laughs> my game room and looks cool. It looks yeah. cool, though. And it's matter. not boring. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> See, I... I'm so I'm kind of happy to hear you talking about like I ran out of space because like, that's a problem I've been dealing with, and that's a problem that I just actually came up with a solution to. Oh, my solution! I, I figured out a solution, but it it involves like reorganizing so much. Like we're we're in the process of building eight new shelves. We we sacrificed some things to get more shelves. Uh, and change change a room that was gonna actually have a function to now be a library room. 
and uh, adding new shelves. I'm moving the switch to another side because there's going to be more room there for the ever-expanding switch. I'm actually taking my Wii off its wall to a new set of, of shelves for that while moving the PS4 to the Wii wall because it's, it's a bigger wall that, you know, and the PS4 just keeps growing. It's, it's insane what I'm going to have to do. It's going to be great when it's all done, but uh, the amount of hurdles just to try and keep systems together <laughs> and, and the game's alphabetical because that's just what I do. And what sucks is yeah. I've already taken out alternate covers. Uh, I've actually started mm. taking out steelbooks. Or putting steel books like on top horizontally over the game that it goes with, just just for room. And I hate that because it it looks weird. But I'm like, whatever. It's it's just what you got to do. What you got to do. Um, but yeah, it's hmm. it's definitely not the feng shui version. But it's it's you know how how I like it. I like to be able to say what what game do I want to play? Oh, it's this thing. It's under D, you know, like say <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. I don't need to know that Capcom made it. I don't need to know if it was limited or not. I just know I've got to go under D and there it is, you know. <laughs> Mine's like, have I played it or not? That's basically yeah. it. Like, if it's one of my favorites, I know. So, I mean, for me, it's completely goes with my brain sets. Like, have I played Dragon's Dogma? Uh, I have not on the Switch. Okay, so it's right over there alphabetically. You really in- should. It's a good game. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I had more time. I mean, I played it on, I think, was that a PS3 release? PS4. PS4 release? Oh, PS3 also, yeah. I think yeah, it was PS3. I think it was PS3, too. I played it on one of those two systems that I had it on. Um, probably PS3. But I did play it before. I just haven't played it on Switch because no time, Barry. Like, come on now. You know, I had time to play shit. <laughs> I loved you. But, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of games. Like, literally, if we had more time, like, it would be great to have a, a game a week on the Playcast like we used to because there's just so many amazing games, and we get in more than we can play. I mean... That was also before premium was a thing, so now we mm-hmm. we can't always do the game every week, which, you know what, mm-hmm. that kind of also gives every game a little bit more time. Yeah, it does. It gives a little more time to breathe, but I only play on the weekend. So, yeah, and... I do have that unique thing where I like to have fun with um, messing around with like new tech as well or messing around. I was telling Barry before, um, you know, off playcast that I've been messing around with my PS Vita and making sure it has like um, it can read uh, SD cards and things so I can back up all my games and it have like a 256 gigabyte Vita card now that will allow me to play stuff. So that'll be amazing. And you have to modify it to do that. So I've been going through that. Um, I did finally get my Odroid Super going, which is amazing. Um, nice. The coolest thing about that is that there is a build for the Odroid Go Super where you can... Because it's essentially a Switch Lite. It's the same exact size as a Switch Lite. Um, yeah. so, but you can turn it on like vertically in like Tate mode. And play it with the buttons sideways for vertical arcade games. Okay, that makes sense. And so that's the coolest thing, because you can play shoot-em-ups, you can play like Donkey Kong or any of that, and inherently plays with the buttons. Reminds me a lot of playing the Wonderswan. Um, playing Judgment Silver Sword. Like, like classics. Um, and that's like a really fun little obscure Japanese portable system. Obviously, Barry probably has all of the things. Uh, yes. with that because it's so fun now um it's a good system i mean it's a successor to the game boy really if you think mm-hmm. about it yeah gunpai yokoi went and 
went to Bandai after his time with Nintendo, after the Virtual Boy Fun, uh, and he went over and created that, which was awesome. Unfortunately, wasn't backlit, so kind of got <laughs> kind of got overshadowed a little. It's also um, black and white, the first iteration. Yeah, and then yeah, because they have the Wonder Swan, the Wonder Swan color, and then the Wonder Swan crystal. I think right. I only have the color, which is the Final Fantasy version. It's the version that nice. I have. Um, and I only have one game besides for Final Fantasy, and it is a... Oh, what is the game that you match up lines? Gunpei. Gunpei. <laughs> Gunpei, uh, ironically. Um, I have, like, a penguin version or something. Um, that's what I have. That's the only game I have for it. Um, I've played Judgment Silver Sword. Um, I have played it uh, via emulation and things, and vertically, but I have not played it um, on the Wonder Swan, unfortunately. I bet it plays amazing. Wonder Swan has some really unique games uh, and a lot of some really good exclusives. Uh, what's interesting is, at least one for me, one of the big draws for it is the Rockman and Fort game, or Forte, if you will, Forte. which uh, is different than the Super Nintendo or the Super Famicom version, which we got over here as a GBA. It's a completely different mm. game, and we did not we, get it as a GBA. We did. GBA is a gank, gangly garbage version. Well, yes, I agree, but. What's interesting is like Quint comes back from Mega Man 2 Game Boy, and it's like it involves time travel. It's like mm-hmm. really really cool, and it's only on the Wonder Swan. The game has never been localized, and it's <laughs> never been ported to any other system. And it's a unique Mega Man game. Yeah, I love a lot of the portable Mega Mans where they just do whatever they want. All the Game Boy ones kind of did their own thing. My favorite yeah. was always Mega Man Five on Game oh, Boy. Oh yes, Great. which you fight all the planets. They're all planets instead planetoids and. Like, yep. Such a fun one. I had it as a kid growing up, which is crazy that I had Mega Man 5 on Game Boy as a kid. Um, but Great it's game. such a cool thing. Like, ridiculous. But yeah, my my collection's weird. And now I'm looking to potentially pare down Neo Geo. We'll see, because I have, still have so many Neo Geo games. But That I'm jealous of you for. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love them. Might be paring them down. Some of them, though, I have a story behind how I got them, and I do not want to get rid of those. So there's always I'm always gonna have some some of the like nostalgic things. Um, I also have Crowdbuster, which is super like it's the newest AES game that's come out. NG Dev Team, but um, it's only Neo Geo. If they ever put it on Switch, I will absolutely sell it. Um, <laughs> but as of now, it's Neo Geo AES and MVS only. Um, You'll probably come to Switch. I mean, they charge 500 bucks a piece for the game. So, if they do, I'm going to be mad. So, but... Well, <laughs> yeah. you could probably sell it for 500 bucks. So. Well, because I will say, all the other games that NG Dev Team has brought over, though, have been Dreamcast versions. So, it's not Neo Geo versions. So, that's the interesting piece. Like, even Gunlord and all that stuff. Um, so, we'll see. Um, should we do some premium? Sure, let's do some premium. <laughs> so, so JP posted a little um, little Twitter thing that said we uh, got together, which would have been last night as of this recording, with Dan. Um, we get together with Dan. Dan does video editing, everyone, so it's kind of, um, you know, little tease. little tease to what's coming very soon. We should be uh, talking, you know, series two very soon. I can't wait to show people what we've been doing. <laughs> well, I mean, because the thing is, is, I've been I've been working on 
items and getting the next iteration already done like we already have stuff approved so it's it's really we're we're literally just waiting to ship get as close to shipping out everything as possible and i told barry before we recorded today that i got the heads up that the advanced copies of the uh deluxe edition stuff are coming in the mail so we've already showed off the steel book that we got from the retro edition well now we're going to be getting in the deluxe box, the de, uh, the premium guide, and the, the holistic slip case that goes over everything. So that's coming in the mail like within the next within this week. So it'll be like here this week to next week. It'll take a couple days. So that's ridiculous that that's coming already. Um, I I think once people see that. It's going to just make them really interested in picking it up because sometimes seeing is believing. And there's been a lot of people who, who were like, "Oh, maybe I'll get Super Blood Hockey," and they got it, and they were so in love with the packaging they got Pigeon Dev because they they just wanted the set. So I think when people see this stuff for the the retro and the deluxe, like when they see and hold that that steel book is awesome. And I I I have not seen you know the true finished guide. And I'm so excited to see it and then show it off because I think I think a lot of people will like it. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the true finished guide. Well, no, I know, like, but I'm excited because like I got my demo know. one, and my demo one's cool, but it doesn't have all the the cool features that we're adding to it. So I haven't seen the silver gilding on the outside of the pages, which I added. Um, I mean, the bookmark ribbon, the print on the inside of the cover, and things, and then the actual overall quality of the cover where it's super shiny like i've seen some pictures now and you can see a reflection yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're on their way though which is the exciting part they're yeah. on their way yeah to the warehouse so we'll hopefully have them all out soon but unfortunately ship travel is slower so we just mm-hmm. we, hopefully you know we ask for your patience mm-hmm. uh and we'll be able to have that out to you as soon as we can um, and then I think we've still had lots of people completing some challenges, which yes. is awesome. Like, I mean, at first, you know, there's hundreds of people doing the challenge, but now we're still having them come in, which is awesome. And one right before recording, even. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing like Lorenz just like messaging. I'm trying to get Loren, the developer sewer blood hockey, to join our Discord. I sent him the link today. I'm like, hey, get in there. You haven't been in there yet. <laughs> like imagine the developer in there because then he's gonna start teasing games. Yeah. And and so one thing that I wanted to bring up, which we haven't discussed, but we need to, um, mm. is that, you know, we're taking things slow as we've always said with premium. Well, People are hitting us up all the time, um, wanting us to, what are you going to do next? What are you going to sign? Developers have hit us up. So I think what we're going to do, and we have talked this, is that we're going to start playing stuff on the Playcast. Mm-hmm. And then like, if listeners want us to sign games, like hit us up. Say, hey, uh, this game that you were talking about doesn't have physical yet. Like we would love to see premium release this. And if it's like something that we all enjoy, 
Um, if JP plays it, we may or may not. But so we won't know if JP likes it. But <laughs> but if we all love it, like, and then everybody's like, yes, I will absolutely buy this if you release it physically. Like, we will be more inclined because we're already like fully signed for games for series two, and we're fully signed for games for series three, mind you. So. Yeah. We're going to be looking into Series 4. Now, realize, we're just shipping out Series 1, everyone. So, like, we are going slow. So, the, you know, we're talking games that we're going to sign likely next year. Um, so, when we're playing this stuff, like, if it doesn't have a physical, by the time we're ready to, uh, you know, sign games, like, we will absolutely, you know, we're already talking to the developers, so, but we'll absolutely, you know, make it a reality. If we have overwhelming support, like, that will just help put icing on the cake, right, Barry? Absolutely. I mean, we, we definitely want to go slow. We have some games signed, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. even into Series 4, but we don't want to take up any more right now because we don't want to lock in developers um, because we are going slow. We're not chugging these things out. We want to take our time to give quality products to you guys um and on top of that you know if if maybe a game that we like maybe you guys won't or maybe the game we don't like but you guys say oh yeah that's good we want to hear from you and you know we have a discord and in our discord we have a suggested release and there's been a ton Mm -hmm. of great titles you know one or two people say oh try this or try this try this and we've taken note on them and some of them already are getting physical or some of them and, and you know, some of them we have the codes and we're gonna play yeah. them for the playcast so exactly. you never know and that's, and that's just it so we're while we're doing the playcast if there's a game now if we do like something like nintendo related new mario zelda like we do that obviously that's gonna have a physical but if mm-hmm. it's something that doesn't already have a physical and you say wow that game sounds awesome or it's one that you maybe already played hopefully you're playing along with us um let us know say yes we want that physical. And you can let us know uh, on, on social media. You can let us know in our Discord. You you know, mm-hmm. you know have avenues. You could leave us a voice message like, like Jesse did and say, hey, that game that you played last week is awesome. I would buy that a physical. Let us know. Yep, exactly. And, I mean, we have... You know, the game that we're going to play for next week, we um, we're talking with the developer, and we said, hey, can we play this for the Playcast? And we'll talk about it. And, you know, that's cool. Um, and where Barry said it was really important is that we don't want to lock anybody in. So, you know, if everyone's like, yeah, we need to sign this. It's an awesome game and all that, but we can't get to it for a year, and they decide to sign with another company, and it comes out physically, that's a win for all of us. Like... Yep. That's awesome. If it's something that we would love to. Uh, that being said, though, if the developer really wants to go with us because they love the way that we're, you know, releasing games and they love our quality of our items and stuff, like they'll they'll let us know and they'll be okay, you know, signing that long. Then that's okay, but that's not our intent to lock anybody in. So we're kind of flexible, um, but we are going slow. So the fact that we're going slow does, you know limit our time frame because we're only doing so many games you know so often like that whole like where we were alluding to like one a quarter type deal um we're kind of pairing stuff up but it's like still about one a quarter (laughs) so it's about what speed we're going at um and you know if you see that we released our first two and it's been about you know six months since one a quarter and that's about right right bear (laughs) yeah Exactly. I mean, 
we we want to make sure that all like like Jeff has talked about before, it's pieces to a puzzle, mm-hmm. and because it's pieces to a puzzle, there's not just one maker. Like oh, we need all these things. Okay, bye. It's all these different cool people are contributing to our physical editions, and because of that, we want to make sure everybody has ample time that they're not rushed and they create cool items that we think you guys are going to enjoy. And then, of course, once those items are created, we need to get them to you. We need to be able to say, hey, we need to get this to the warehouse so that they can piece it all together and then get it out to you. Then all that, unfortunately, does take time. The good news is that Series 1 was our first release. It was our first foray into this thing, and Mm -hmm. I think I could say for all of us we've learned a lot and we are definitely ahead of the game on series two uh you know all like a lot of the the stuff we were held back on with series one we don't have to worry about anymore and uh well like we had a huge delay because super blood hockey took like extra two months for lot check well both series two games have already passed lot check um both series two games have already been approved by nintendo so as soon as you know we open up pre-orders like once we're you know done with our pre-orders we're already ordering um, so then we're literally just waiting for stuff to come in, essentially, because it's already approved. Like, I've already gotten packaging assets approved. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's a new thing we're learning with Robot Named Fight, which will be fun. Um, but, you know, it's, an, it's a different aspect that the developer wanted, so we're going we're gonna to figure that out, um, which, which is a piece that we're waiting on, but we're not in, even in pre-orders yet. So that'll be figured out before we even open up pre-orders. So... I mean, it's it's a interesting adventure, that's for sure. Absolutely, and and I I can't wait to, <laughs> for everyone to see some of these cool things because it's really hard to stay tight lipped, and uh, especially well, JP. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, like we've had some um, some hints and in, in videos mm-hmm. we've posted on what um, other things we have. Um, I will say that I'm going to be less likely to do. That's obvious hints. <laughs> it's gonna be super obscure if we do anything in the future. Like there's, you know, because everybody already knows that we're doing Camp Sunshine, Sunshine Manor, and yeah. uh, we will with the um when when we do our next video, there will be some awesome uh Sunshine Manor updates. Cause like what's cool about that creator, the developer, he's um like a huge scary movie horror movie fan. Like I am, so like when he's creating these trailers, it looks it reminds me of like an old school '80s style shock jock film. Oh yeah, there's a lot of a lot of goodness to share very soon. <laughs> That's all we'll say. Very soon, you'll 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 have. But we'll, we're gonna we're gonna do some fun stuff. Uh, we're gonna try doing like some premieres, some live premieres on YouTube. So we want the community to be a part of things. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, just just keep in mind, and it's this is super important because I know. I know, I know, I know when pre-orders close, I'm going to get some emails about this. And I don't want people to feel blindsided. Remember that with our Series Mm. 2 games, if and only if you want just the premium, you have to pre-order if you want those slipcases and the the NES-style sleeve. Those are only for pre-orders. Now, if you get the retro or the deluxes, you're fine because you're going to get those. However, if you just want the premium, you're going to have a pre-order window. Get your pre-order in then, and you will get it for free. Otherwise, it is not going to be there. And I know once we close pre-orders, I'm going to email, oh, I missed it. Can I still get it? And we can't do that. This is 
just so for the pre-order window. There's a mentality behind it outside of you know making it a fun item to, to make sure people pre-order. But in reality, uh, as Barry said, we we've learned um, from series one, and this will help us with production to keep mm-hmm. things streamlined. Um, that's the main reason why we're doing it. Now, all the retros and deluxes that we do for different versions, if it has a deluxe, um, will have the yep. slipcase sleeve in it because um, that will it'll have all of the things. We're not going to have somebody you know spend extra money on something and then, oh, but it doesn't have the sleeve in it. Like that would be that would be kind of lame. So we're not stupid. we're not doing anything that doesn't make sense. Um, but that being said, like it it simply will be all right. So we appreciate you uh, pre-ordering. So you're gonna be able to get the slipcase sleeve as well without having to up pay. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I, I just want that to be aware because I know there's gonna be somebody who who mm-hmm. misses that and doesn't understand and and unfortunately will will miss. And, and we're trying to be as fair as possible because, A, we're going to have a, like a four-week pre-order window, which, so that should be ample time. Two, we're letting everybody know now. We haven't even opened pre-orders yet. So we're letting people know well in advance, and we will continue to send that message off well in advance because so, we don't want anybody blindsided. We want complete transparency. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things that we're going to work on, too, um, is figure out a fun way to integrate Hagen's Alley Books and Premium together. Because mm-hmm. we've had, like, we've done a couple of interviews since the last playcast. And, like, they did, they're like, wait, you're part of Premium? They're talking about me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've, you know, I've got 10 years in the in the book field. And people are like, wait, you're part of this? And then we get all of a sudden like a, a ton of people <laughs> that are like starting to get the games. And it's like, if we had a better um, visibility on things, maybe Premium Edition and cross Hagen's Alley somehow, um, there are some different ways we can integrate within our sh- our store. So that way we have like a double branding and there would be extra ways to bundle things. That would be a win-win for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're looking at a way to, to make things very clear that Jeffrey Whitnagan's part of premium is <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Cause I go pretty deep in the NES homebrew community and book community and it's interesting to see. And speaking of books, the punch out book is over 400% funded, um, going to be ending in the next day. So at, by the time this recording's up, it should likely be either ended or near ending, um, there will be, you know, further uh, pre-orders as we finish production up on Hagen's Alley, uh, but right now it's, you know, the the Kickstarter fun is just ending. <laughs> and yes, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. And the coolest part is, is that the author really wanted to, you know, people to have to earn getting the slipcase, which has Paul Niemeyer's art on it. And you think he does our slipcases. And he, he put it at 400% funding. So once it hit 400%, it, every single book is getting a free upgrade to a slipcase. So um, Paul's art's now going to be there, which is amazing. So that's fun. And um, so the other premium thing, so what I've been working on is Series 2 Manuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've actually finished the robot name fight manuals interior, having fun with it. The developers actually giving me hints that I'm putting inside of, uh, one of the pages is going to have like tips and tricks 
in there straight from the developer saying, hey, here's what you should probably focus on if you're a first-time player of Robot Named Fight. This is a Rogavania. This is, you know, you gotta earn your keep. Here's what you should focus on. Um, here's some hints to so you can, you know, start off strong, which is really cool. Um, and then just having fun with it because they sent me so many pieces. I mean, I just had to get creative because there's over 100 items. So I'm not going to put all 100 items inside the manual because we are doing a premium guide for it. So I ended up doing like more like a collage and then we're going to break it all out inside the guide. Uh, which will be really fun to do and what each item does and like maybe a recommended rack and stack that if you get this current build like this is the one you need to play and save the seed for the game so you can play it again because you know you take down the code nes style and you can play a certain seed again so freaking crazy robot name fights crazy that's <laughs> uh, so much fun though yeah it's I, I love Super Metroid, so this is just like a perfect game for Premium Edition. It's going to be so fun to uh, seeing everybody react to the retro box once we reveal it. Because I will tell you, I designed it old school style. I mean, we had an artist, painted it on canvas. It's one of my videos, there's some canvas on the on the wall, so painted they painted Robot Named Fight on canvas, and then I created it old school, like they did Super Nintendo boxes, using a real art scanned, and then, you know, making all the copy over it to make sure that the retro box really has a almost like a Super Nintendo feel to it, without like other companies plagiarizing off of it. No, we we did it our own way, but had like certain black margins to give it a feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks good. All about aesthetics. All about aesthetics. Um, and the other game from Series 2, they also wanted a Super Nintendo feel. So it's pretty cool because you got the Nintendo feel of Pigeon Dev with Series 1. Then Series 2, you got like a Super Nintendo feel. So we'll see what we go with. With, um, you know, same orientation, but for, for Series 3. Siri, I'll say this. I am so excited for Series 3. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to show off series. Like, like I want to just be like, here's Series Two, here's Series Three, like all this, like because it's so cool. I wish. I uh, we we want to take our time. Well, uh, and just just cool stuff coming though. It's so funny because like I had um, there was another creator. Um, his name's Rob McCallum. I don't know if you know Rob McCallum. No, I don't. So Rob McCallum just had his Kickstarter successfully funded. It was called Faking Filmation. Um, so a new documentary on pop culture um, for the cartoon, like series Pop Culture. Um, but he okay. also did video game box art, and yeah. he did action figure documentary. Um, and he did action figure adventure is what it's called. And so he does a bunch of documentaries, and he's like, man, people just don't understand. And I said, yeah, it's everybody's asking for the next thing. Like, it's crazy. Everybody wants the next thing. Like, they're just not going to, you know, enjoy the moment with what is currently out there. And I think that's kind of why I really like our challenges, because it allows people, instead of just, oh, I got 27,000 games today. Oh, yeah, here's the premium one. All right, goes on the shelf. All right, next game. Here's this one. And then, like, I mean, our, yeah. our you know, super-duper... You know, celebrity JP. That's what he does. He posts a little Twitter size unboxings. That's all you get. All right, next one. Um, versus well, versus with us, 
you open the game, you play the challenge, you post the challenge, we talk about it, interact with the developer, then you get your patch, post the don't patch. Forget, don't forget unbox. Mm-hmm. Do an unboxing. And then we have the unboxings for our games on top of it, which people can do. But I'm just saying it's like it's more like a it's kind of my way of saying, hey, let's uh let's sit back and enjoy it. Let's make it a fun experience with premium. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to with series two is like once it starts to get into people's hands and we go through the uh, the challenge phase again, that was super fun. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish we could like ship them out separately. It would not make any sense, but I wish we could <laughs> just so we could like, like, all right, we got robot name fight and everybody's playing it. And it's a fun, crazy thing. And then oh, it's other game. I'm never going to say the title on the playcast <laughs> until we <laughs> reveal it. Um, but like, and it's another game. Now everybody's playing it. That would be super cool. But, um, you know, alas, it makes way more sense. Again, learning things makes way more sense for us to do games in paired sets or multiple sets or whatever we do. Um, so, super, super smart. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's it's true. Like, there's so many people will be like, oh, what did I get in the mail today? I got these, you know, 500 games. And then they're upset the next day when they don't get anything. It's like, well, you just got 500 <laughs> games. Focus on what you just got yesterday. Don't worry about nothing coming today. You know, just be happy with what you have. And it's true with the the amount of games that come out every week. It's impossible to play them all. You know, I'm guilty of it. You know, plenty of games I get and I put on the shelf. And I don't get a chance to touch them. Uh, you know, it's just not enough time. But, we, you know, like Jeff said, we want everyone to when they get like an event you know like like people people refer to like certain triple a titles as event games a new mario game a new zelda game, it's like an event game like everyone's playing it everybody is yep. is partaking at the same time and it feels like a community that's what we want all our titles to be we want them to be event experiences mm-hmm. when everybody gets it it's not just yeah i got this game put it on the shelf boom it's hey i got this game let me film this unboxing for a patch let me play the game and mm-hmm. do the challenge for a patch let me share that out with other people who are also doing it and let's talk experiences and let's talk with the developers and like let's really make it an experience yeah exactly and when we do the pre-order window we will be playing robot named fight so that way we yes. can talk about it um and we will be playing other game as well um and just so we can have fun with it and talk about it and i like the um what you just said there though barry about it being an event because like everybody right now from last week was playing pokemon snap i've already seen it you know tailor off with people not posting as much i've been a week to play it yet (laughs) it's been like a week though and people already aren't like my my wife's been playing it though which is awesome so i've been watching her you know play it at night a little bit here and there um this week is resident evil 8 and next week is mass effect trilogy you know like every week now feels like an event week <laughs> well and so i don't play anything but switch so that's not an event for me at all so right i'm just saying in the general gaming communities mm-hmm. yeah but i'm just but even in the switch community everybody's moving from jumping from one to the next to the next and because i haven't been able to get a ps5 yet like i have no reason to chase down pretty much anything and with uh the ps4 xbox one generation i literally would buy stuff way later for like five or ten bucks anyways so I'm 100%, you know, willing to wait. And uh, apparently with the Switch, that's a bad idea because yes. games are stupid. Um, I did get Risk of Rain 2 for $13 uh, when my wife bought Pokemon 
snap like we got it at GameStop because that's where my wife wanted to go for it and they're like oh you have all these five dollar coupon thingies and you can rack and stack them I was like oh okay I haven't been there in a couple months apparently um but uh then they're like oh yeah and it's 30% off any game and I'm like ooh and so I was good and I actually checked my list of games that I need to get instead of just like buying what I don't think I don't have which I'm very guilty of um (laughs) And Risk of Rain 2 was one that I didn't have. And I'm like, ooh, that's an awesome one. And it was super affordable. So like 13 bucks. But there are games out there. Uh, oh my gosh, they're so expensive now. Um, and it's, oh. it's the limited print thing. Like all Switch games, like they're not really reprinting forever. And it's not even it's not even limited companies. It's I'm not talking about companies. limited companies. It's I'm ridiculous. talking about... Yeah. I'm talking about the major companies just aren't reprinting their games indefinitely. Monster like, Hunter Rise Amiibo were one and done. Like, why was this a one and done? This should have been multiple <laughs> printing. Like, this this is Monster Hunter. What the heck? The collector's edition, one and done. And I don't know if you, you saw what they're doing with Monster Hunter Stories 2 Amiibo. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. They, the, you can... The pre-orders are sold out for the collector's edition at GameStop. It's only at GameStop, the collector's edition. The Amiibo are also only at GameStop, and they are not taking pre-orders. It is literally Battle of the Gauntlets that day if you want them. <laughs> oh, GameStop, you're And fun. most likely there's only going to be one brand, like the Monster Hunter Rise Amiibo. I will tell you that the, the GameStops around me like have nothing. Like They're gutted. I was surprised we found Pokemon Snap at the damn thing. Yeah. Um, our best buy here is like going through like can't, like old school Toys R Us, which is awesome. There's so many games, but like I go to GameStop and I see like maybe I I see less games on their shelf than I have on my top forty. Like wow, that's that's how we have one of our best buys here is like like you said Toys R Us. It's awesome, and the other one it's like you go to the Switch section and there's like twenty five games, like total, not like. You know, it could be like five of one game. Like, mm-hmm. there's 25 total. I'm like, this is pathetic. There's so many empty of those, like, cubbies. I'm like, why don't you guys get shipments? What the hell? So weird. Um, and, I mean, I, I have no idea. But uh, it was weird, too, with Pokemon Snap. Uh, typically, Walmart's, like, $10 cheaper. But it online, at least, it was not for Pokemon Snap. I'm not sure if that's just, like, in-store where they do it for, like, 10 bucks less. But... We looked it up because like, well, we can just go to Walmart instead of GameStop. And my wife looked it up online. It was sixty bucks instead of fifty. So I'm not sure because that's where I mean I got Mario 3D All Stars at Walmart because it was fifty dollars instead of sixty. So yeah, I don't know. Not sure about that one. Um, but yeah, it's it's like there's a lot of year one titles now that are stupid expensive. I know we mentioned before Ease Eight. Um, is was super expensive. I was able to get the um, European one, which I'm okay with. Some collectors are not. Um, Actually, I just did that too. Believe it or not, so um, you can open it. There's there's a uh, one one series that I never played, and I've only heard good things. I'm sure if someone's listening that played the series would be like, yes, play it. Which is a Denk and Rampa series because hmm. I love Zero Escape. It's the same team, so I got it. I have them on Vita, and then I got the collector's editions for them on on PS4. And I, then the trilogy came out, and I got the trilogy for PS4. And I never played them, because I was just sitting there. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to play them, I'm going to do the PS4 ones. They're updated and stuff like that. And they're going so expensive right now. It's stupid that mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I found the European trilogy for like 60 bucks. Uh, let me buy that. 
let me open that and play that version and keep the North American one sealed. Because <laughs> the North American one is like $300. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Well, $300 years from now could turn into a lot. And I will tell you, I, and I would challenge any of our listeners, look up how long it takes to beat. Um, and if you could do the entire Switch library, it's probably longer than we have left to survive on this planet. Like, yeah. like I'm not saying live. I mean, survive on this planet. Like, it's probably hundred over 100 years or something. Some ridiculous amount. So, like, even if you played every game that we have, I mean, we have enough time. And that's uh, without you doing You have a really, really grim outlook for humanity if you think we have less than 100 years or just around 100 years left. I'm, I know I'm not going to survive 100 years unless they well, have nanotechnology I'm... that fixes our cells or something. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so that's where I'm like, there's not even enough time. To, if I'm going to oh, yeah. completionist beat every game, there's not enough time in the, in the world to play all those games. So There's not enough time if you don't do anything else but play games. If you somehow uh-huh. don't need food, you don't need to go to the bathroom, you don't do anything else, just 24 hours straight, you don't need to sleep, you wouldn't you wouldn't have enough time left. Yeah. And I enjoy, you know, the creation part of premium, so and I work and I work on books. Um And you have so, a family. <laughs> mm-hmm, and I do the family thing, which is why we record late um at night. Uh but the thing is, is that it's fun. I enjoy it. It's it helps you prioritize and truly find out. All right, so if this is in my top games list, let's do it. Um, what it has done, which is unfortunate though, is I used to have my yearly plays. I would like every year play Zelda: Link to the Past or another game, like or play through like Mario. I would love to play Mario Odyssey again or something. And there's no time to do that like i would really love to just make it through breath of the wild again and i started a couple years ago and i'm just you know i'm through like one ganon essentially one of the ganons i beat um and that's it and you know i mastered the game the first time through and i just haven't had the time to go back because the game's huge and it's like do i want to spend you know hours playing that or do i dedicate to our game of the, the game of the week and it's always the game of the week that wins out um I did play a game that wasn't the game of the week a little bit, though. Kind of cheated. <laughs> well, it's next game of the week, unless no. you're talking about something else. Nope, I, I played Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got I the Japanese version. Um, there was a U.S. Which... seller that had the Japanese version. Um, 100% just pops up in English. Um, the only thing that's not in English is the spine, which sucks. Um, I could use, like, Feitendo or one of those, that's you know, at Sea Peoples. Um, yeah, I mean, I did that from your recommendation before. I probably need to do a new order because I pro- I think I have a couple Japanese covers now. And I'm okay displaying the non-retail ones because even the retail ones, some of the spines don't match. I mean, Limited Run, I think it was with Thumper. It's like a darker red. And I'm like, really, guys? I get it. It's sparkly, but it's not the right red. <laughs> like, it doesn't match. I see it right now. It sticks out. Jerks. Um, but... Yeah, but so I played. Um, I played through the first uh, two cases, and that's a game though that my wife will play because she loves true crime and stuff and those type of games. So, I mean, I saw a bunch of people in Discord want me to play freaking visual novels. That's about as close to a visual novel as you're gonna get for me. Yeah, it is. It is very close to a visual novel. Mm-hmm. I that's enjoy, what I'm. I enjoy the I'm, brain teasers. Yeah, that's another series I, I want to play. And again, I have the. Which is weird because in in Japan the Switch got a Japanese cover, and uh, it's fully in English. Mm-hmm. But on the PS4, uh, there was actually an Asian English cover 
fully in English, spine and everything, also fully in English. However, I did figure out a uh, a, a negative <clears throat> to Asian English PS4 games versus Asian English Switch games. Hmm. And it's a it's not a negative in the sense of you can't play it because you can totally play it. It's totally in English. But in Japan and America, the switch, the the button on the right, I think A button is your accept, and the bottom button B is cancel. In America on PlayStation, the bottom button, the X, is accept, and the right button, the circle, is cancel. However, in Japan, it's not like that. In Japan, circle means accept, and X is cancel. So... If you're playing an Asian Switch game versus an American Switch game, it's no big deal because the buttons are still the same. But if you if you go from playing a U.S. PS4 game, let's say, and then say, oh, I'm going to play an Asian English one next, and you go to accept, you're going to cancel. And it, it <laughs> takes you a little bit, like, psychologically, like, oh, I'm going to have to switch around which button to push. It's a minor thing. It's, like, the only thing. But That's it's so something funny to funny <laughs> because uh, when I modified my PS Vita, you can actually swap the cancel accept buttons so it actually does it like every other system <laughs> so i did that and i'm like oh this is so much more natural i didn't even really think about it and then there was one of the apps i had to go through and i'm like pressing circle and kept going back i'm like what the heck and i was like oh i had to click x jerks because they yeah. whoever programmed that program i think it was like installing one of the the things to to make something happen i don't know i'm following a tutorial um you know like this it's it's pretty good but like it was funny because it was x again i was like jerks but i absolutely want to use circle at, or a <laughs> yeah that's, that's what i learned i did it when doing the devil may cry marathon i did in january i realized that because i did the one two three hd we got in america but four for whatever reason on ps4 we did not get in america but there's an asian english version and going mm-hmm. right from American to that was so jarring <laughs> with the menus. And then to go to five and American again, it was like, oh, now I'm back to normal. So um, where the most interesting piece with Phoenix Wright is that there's a whole new like game too, right? So we have this trilogy, Ace Attorney, but then there's a whole nother like, game that I've never played so that I would love to. Um, I really only played the first Ace Attorney, by the way, so um, back in the day. So this well, this one has really three fun. games, right? The American, the mm-hmm. but yeah, the, then there's a whole nother release that's coming mm-hmm. out for Phoenix Wright too. The great, is it? Yeah, which is like what Feudal Japan or something crazy, but it looks cool. So I mean, it's just really cool to revisit the first game again, which I've really only played the first two cases every time that I run out of time. So it's probably gonna happen again. I hope not, <laughs> but. Like, it would be cool. So that was my, my cheat game that I played a little bit here and there in between um, playing the game of the episode. Nice. Yeah, my, my cheat game, um, besides that, that I've been working on has been a visual novel. It's been uh, People have been suggesting it to me, World End Syndrome, which is a really – I'm, I'm not done with it yet, but I'm closing in. It's a really cool mystery visual novel that's open-ended. Like, an RPG, you actually have, like – <clears throat> you have an inventory of items you you can pick up. You can choose where you want to go every day. Uh, you have three three times a day, like Persona. You have a morning, you have a you know evening, and you have a night. And you could choose where <clears throat> you know you want to go. To the forest, you want to go to school, and there's different places around that area that there's different interactions depending on what time of day and what you know where the characters are because there's all these different characters you can interact with, which is cool. 
So you, you play through the first time, and you, you don't really get to do much, and you die. Like, you get killed. Like, oh, what the heck? It's not a spoiler. That you, you just get the worst ending. So then you have to restart and change something up that, that you're now able to change, and you get to actually play the game. And I went through it, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, and I'm going around, and I'm interacting with people. And then I got a crappy ending. I'm like, what the heck? Why did I get another <laughs> crappy ending? I thought I was doing really well. So then I looked at it, and it was like, oh, yeah, in order to do it, you need to do five playthroughs. And then you get like the, the final playthrough. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm using a guide. Because you're, you're talking about, it's like 20 days or so, three times a day for most of them. And you have to like, you have to like romance uh, each of the girls that are part of it to get their side of the story to get to the true ending. And you need to know where they are every single day. So you're talking like three times 20, you know, 60 times. Where the heck are they? Where you have to see certain events. Yeah. And I'm like, without a guide, I would be so lost. So if you're thinking about playing it, it is a fantastic thus far. The story is really cool. Just just play with a guide. like Or <laughs> do what I would do, which is play it one time through, get the bad ending, whatever. And then YouTube. <laughs> you could do that too, but I think it, it, you'll lose a lot of it. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to experience it. And well, it's a visual it, novel, so you really don't yeah. lose much. You just watch it on YouTube, so you don't have to click anything. If you're going to follow a guide, might as well just watch somebody else click the guide. You know what I don't like about that, though? Because then you either get somebody who cl- who reads like it so quickly that they just keep pushing the button and you have to constantly pause, or they go incredibly slowly and you read what's there and you're like, come on, come on, hit it. Hit, hit the button. Hit the button. Come on. Okay, good. Now you hit the button. Like, to me, that would drive me crazy. So, like, I like controlling the speed. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's the reason why to buy it. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not, as as everyone in Discord knows, not a fan of visual novels. Um, someday, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> and you're talking about Switch games. That's another one. That's actually one I got digitally because there was no American release. There was a Japanese release and a European release. And the European release, which is the only one in English that I, I, I think, I don't know if the Japanese one is English, is 150 to 200 hours. Mm. And I was about to open it, and I was like, wait, does this have an American release? So why do I have a European copy? Because there's no American. And I looked on the eShop, and it was like $10 on sale. I'm like, I'm just going to download the $10 version versus opening up a $150 game, which is crazy. Like, I, I hate having to feel that way. I just want to open it up and play and enjoy. But these games are just flying up in value it's ridiculous yeah it's craziness uh speaking of flying up in value i know yes. um jp used to jokingly say we made it when we start seeing our games on ebay well they're definitely yes. on ebay <laughs> like um yes. we we definitely have copies available at premiumeditiongames.com yet there are our games are definitely on ebay which is so funny to think like people are literally just going and and trying to sell super blood hockey like online and i'm not sure if they just played it or what um but like if you look it up like there's people trying to sell both of our games combined for 140 dollars that's ridiculous i mean you can come buy it on our site and it's it's definitely less than 140 dollars don't don't pay that Ooh, sponsored one 150 dollars for super blood hockey you might want to not open our super blood hockey game Barry, because it sells for one hundred fifty dollars on now, but it literally has free shipping though at one hundred forty nine ninety nine. Um, brand new too, Super Blood Hockey. <laughs> I'm so glad they actually give uh, give you free shipping. I hate when you see like an order. It's like uh, buy this for like six seven hundred dollars, and it's like and twenty hours shipping. Like, dude, or, or, or like a thousand, like, oh, way overpriced. Like, 
Come on. Oh, the best part is they have five available. <laughs> Good for them. You know what? So what they're probably going to do is once they sell it, they'll just buy it from us and put in the address of the person. Like, like people, buy directly from premiumeditiongames.com. When we sell out, you will know. You will know if we're sold out. You don't have to buy from other, other resellers. We're not going to sell our premium editions for $150. Um, it would be interesting to look in the solds, though, because if people are, like, selling it by that, like, come on, people. Buy it on our website. Wouldn't that be interesting if, like... <laughs> you know, and it wouldn't surprise me if people did, because... And, and I've been guilty of this, too. I see something, I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this game. Let me check eBay. And I see it for, like, 45 bucks and go, okay. And I'm like, oh, I could have got it from the retailer, or, you know, or another retailer for, like, 40 bucks. I didn't realize. 75. One, wow, one sold for almost double. Holy crap, and people. And 60, there's um, one, two, three, four, five... Five for sixty, two for sixty-five. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, it got there's bidding wars. Eight people were bidding up Super Black. Yeah, either they just don't want to buy it from us, or I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know either. I love it. Um, I mean, we're still having plenty of sales every day, but it's so funny that people just don't go to our website. Like, type in premium edition games on you on on Google on the Google machine, and you will find us. <laughs> well, you know what? There's going to come a time when we are sold out, and then they will have to go to eBay. Hey, it won't be $150. It'll, <laughs> it'll be whatever people decide they want to pay for it. Might right. be more. Might be more. But that FOMO might kick in. Go, I miss Super Blood Hockey. I'll pay $150 for it. Mm-hmm. And we still have copies left, thank goodness. So. <laughs> yeah, but they, they are. I mean, we, we are starting to run out. I mean, we have limited copies left. So. Every day, every day. <laughs> uh, should we uh, talk about our game yes, of the episode? Oh my goodness! Um, so the game that we're talking about is called Blue Fire. Uh, it's currently on sale for fourteen ninety nine from normal uh, nineteen ninety nine. So it's a uh, half price. Uh, developed by Roby Studios and published by Graffiti Games. Uh, it was released February 4th, 2021. Single-player game, action-adventure, role-playing game. It is getting a physical, not by us, um, but it is getting a physical that's coming soon. Um, should be distributed, too, in, in stores and everything for everyone. So just FYI, not going to be a traditional limited release from what I'm tracking. Um, but we did fortunately get some codes from the publisher to play the game and talk about it on a playcast, which is awesome. Um, so basically, a dark world awaits. Travel through the perished world of Penumbra to explore unique areas filled with diverse enemies, sharp 3D platforming challenges, quest collectibles, and more. So this is a 3D Metroidvania, 3D action RPG style game. Embark on an extraordinary journey through the desolated kingdom of Penumbra and discover the hidden secrets of this long-forgotten land. Explore mystical temples, encounter survivors, take on strange quests to collect valuable items. Along your adventure, slash your way through daunting adversaries, roam across mysterious and abandoned regions, leap through deadly traps, and ultimately master the art of movement. So it's really... Really uh, concentrating on how you traverse and move through the world. Um, so it's 
very, very interesting. There are tons and tons of collectibles and upgrades, um, and the game is called The Void. So, um, let's talk about our playthroughs. Um, I think I'll go sure. first, because I don't think I've gotten as far as you, Barry. Um, I don't know. So, I, you know, first played it, like, a while ago before we announced that we were playing the game for the Playcast, and got lost like heck. Um, that's the first thing I will say, is that I would um, absolutely stay within small areas and kind of comb your way out when you play this game because it is a 3D game. Um, my biggest gripe would be like it doesn't have that Nintendo level design flair that I would like where, okay, that's absolutely over there in the corner. That's a temple because I can tell because it looks like temple things. Like, no, everything is dark desert looks like a void like so i mean it does meet the game uh but like i picked when i picked it back up again this week at this past weekend when i was gonna play it for the cast again and i'm like oh let me just run over here didn't know where i was running to because i was just wandering for like hours barry and i didn't know where the heck i was and then <laughs> I, I went through a door and i'm like oh this is the temple i needed <laughs> okay cool uh, there was a little you know survivor right by us that said oh yeah you need to go through there there's some kind of god or something in there like some kind of you know whatever they want to call them i'm not sure if they call them gods or what but um yeah it was interesting went through fought the boss uh boss was pretty easy unlocked the uh gripping wall jump ability so now i can like jump between walls and like as i you know, run across, uh, grab onto and run across the wall. I can kind of like do kind of Spider-Man stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, still only can nice. single jump. I know you can eventually double jump and all that stuff. I haven't gotten any of that. I do have some like... Oh, uh, you don't have the double jump? No, and I'm close. That's like right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> well, then I missed the double jump. Um, I've been playing it with a single jump this whole time. Um, so I must need to go back to the beginning of the game, Barry say. Um, but... That being said, though, now it says I have to go to the next section, which is past the graveyard. So I'm like, okay, I have to go through a graveyard somewhere to get to the next section. Um, apparently, I got to find wherever the heck the double jump is. That would probably help me because there's a spot that I, if I could just double jump, I can get to it and then I can continue on to, to the graveyard because I can see where the graveyard is. Um, but haven't been able to find that yet. Uh, this game absolutely is a, a slashing style game where you need to constantly use your dodge button as you attack enemies because the enemies will go after you. They do have like little tells before they attack. And if you, you know, dash and avoid it at the right moment, you'll be able to attack and beat them. Um, actually very similar to a game we just played called Hades. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I used some of my... It's because the last time I played it was before we played Hades. So now that I've played Hades, I'm using some of those skills, and it's much easier for me to play now. So I think Hades helped me level up my skills, Barry, which is ridiculous. That's good. Yeah. Um, but I do wish we had more time for me to play and dedicate to this game because I would absolutely love to continue. Go find that damn double jump, by the way. What the heck? <laughs> And I think I have to go back through sewers or something to get back to the beginning area. Um, that's that's gonna be make me sad. Um, unless by beginning area you mean like where you can where they have the library guy and all the other stuff. I don't remember seeing a library guy. So you don't, 
yeah, there's a guy that wanted you to collect books to upgrade some stuff. There was a guy who wanted you to do other things to upgrade. There's one in a bar where there's a girl and you can upgrade and get more flames. Um, there's a lot I of different. Never saw them. Oh, that's right by the first temple. Oh, <laughs> see, so that's what I'm saying is it's missing some level design where like Barry actually went to probably the same temple I did and fought that same boss and. Right up, like if you go out that thing and like up on the second or third floor is where that stuff is, right outside that temple, um, right by the where that save point is, and you can play past that up because they're not marked anywhere. There's just like a hole up there that you can see. Um, versus I missed wherever the heck the double jump is because apparently it's around there somewhere, um, at the beginning area. So, like I would say that is my only my major gripe with it was that. Um, the platforming, as much as that, you know, this focuses on platforming with 3D platforming, it is a bit random at times where I constantly fell, um, fell to my doom, died, uh, the health is fine, it doesn't really penalize you for losing, dying that much, so that's nice, but it is a little frustrating when you're like, oh, I gotta jump across these three wooden pegs and you keep missing it because you misjudge the timing or overjudge the timing or whatever, um, found myself like going to the corner so I could jump like at it like diagonally so I didn't miss it. But um, yeah. yeah. But if I had to double jump, I'd probably be a lot easier. I'm doing this all with single jump. Because <laughs> what I do is I single jump and then dash in the air. Um, yeah. So I like jump and then dash. That's not a double jump. Like there is an no. actual double jump too. Double the yeah. jump, jump and then dash. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll, jump, dash, jump. Yeah, all I do is jump and dash right now, and I've I've beaten all. So one thing is in the levels, there are these like little weird looking like rotating spheres, and you can go into a different world, which kind of reminded me of Immortals: Phoenix Rising, uh, going yeah. into like a dungeon or Zelda: Breath of the Wild, going into a, a shrine. Um, but like you literally go into these worlds, and you have to collect all these uh, d- different items like i don't know if they're like little spheres or something uh you collect all those and then you get to the end and you get like a life upgrade pretty much right yeah when you get to the end you get a heart pretty much a heart container you got a full heart yeah which is awesome like and there was something i just couldn't do because i couldn't jump far enough i wonder why barry wonder why (laughs) like i was beating some of those like with with a single jump (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, apparently I'm going to be a damn master of that game if I can do it without the double jump. Like, here you go. Premium challenge. Don't collect the double jump in <laughs> in Blue Fire. Um, don't be like me, people. Just follow a guide or something. I don't know. I, I, I purposely don't play with any kind of help or guides. Yeah. So that's kind of my um, deficit. That, obviously, Barracks, you didn't know about the one thing. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so how far did you get, Barry? Let's hear some of your thoughts before I get off on a random tangent. So, <laughs> I started off and I was like, "All right, I see what they're doing here. They're they're doing." It kind of felt like Breath of the Wild, like in Hyrule Castle, where it was like you know the castle was all ruined and learning my way around. And I was like, "All right, this is kind of interesting." And uh, that I, I was trying to whenever I play a game like this, I always try to explore everywhere. So I would, you know, go into every room and I would try to explore. And then I hit this one area where I was like, oh, if I go out this way, I, I'm like leaving this castle area. So let me turn back. And I went another way. And that's where I found the first of those shrine things. And I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Uh, so I did that. 
I talked to the character, beat some boss. Then I wound up getting a key, and I found the door that was locked. And I was like, well, I could open the locked door, or I could go out that other side. So I opened the locked door, continued, wound up finding another boss and just killing it, and I was rewarded with the double jump. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. So then I was went around, I found the second one of those things, and that one frustrated me the whole heli hole. Like, it was just ridiculous, and I, I managed to beat it, but it took a while. And then I wound up going outside, doing a bunch of weird things, fighting a boss, and it was like, okay, there's the sewers here. This opened up the sewers. So I'm like, I'm going to go in the sewers. So now I'm walking around the sewers, which is ridiculously crazy. Found the guy who was like, oh, I'll get a lip for you. You have to go further in. Did some, like, the jumping in this game, is it's off. It's terribly off. Like, it's just non-consistent. It feels wrong. Their jumps are like, oh, I should easily make this. And I overjump yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, now I'm going to do it a little less. And then I, like, totally underjump it. I'm like, I, I was, had real problems finding that that sweet middle ground. Found why another do you one think of those. That was, why do you think it was like that? I don't know. It's just, you know what it is? There's, it's, it's a lack of polish. I'm going to say that. Like, it's just, they should, like, if you play Mario Maker, for example, when you jump and then you like, stop, you can see where Mario goes and you know where to put the blocks. And, like, you know, this is a, a powerful jump. You can get there in a smaller jump. I, I feel like that wasn't done. And especially with the dash, because like it feels like if you just push the button quickly, you do a short dash, and if you hold it, you do a long dash. Mm -hmm. And there were platforms where it, I had to pray to God that I managed to land on. Well, so I, I think doing that pressure or timing, I think they they did like timing based holding of the dash and the jump, and I think that's the deficit to me <laughs> is that if you hold down the jump longer, you jump higher and further and. If you hit the dash and you hold it longer, you dash a little higher and further. But if you let go of either at the same time, it stops it a little earlier and it messes. Like I constantly died. Yeah, it just it just feels off. <laughs> but then I wound up getting to a third one of those things, and that one had these blo blocks that were floating, and they broke when you stood on them for like yeah. a second. So you had to constantly move, and that one took me probably about forty-five minutes to do. And it was just because I kept like the jump, and you would fall down, and you had to do the whole thing over again. And like, mm -hmm. it, and I'm sure someone is going to be like, "Oh, I did that in the first try." In which, you know what? Good for you. <laughs> it took Out me. Few man. <laughs> it, it just, no, I mean everyone's different, but it, it it just felt inconsistent. Like I felt like if it was playing a Mario game, I would have been jumping and I would have landed fine. I would have I wouldn't have worried about it. But I did that, and then I got a little farther. I got to. The lift and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, pay me this much. Oh, you don't have it? Well, you can you can owe me." And I'm like, "Fine, owe me, whatever. You know, just make the lift go up." And I went up, and I was in an area where I was like walking on these like pipes up in the ceiling and trying to jump and you know falling. And then like I hit a switch and opened up a gate and I went into the gate and I'm like, I can't go anywhere because there's this green goop and I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired. <laughs> I uh -huh. I miss so many paths. Like you get to a room and there's like four doors, Did and it's you, like. Did well, you um do the one dungeon where you raise and lower the water levels? No, I never even saw so that. That's the first dungeon that I went through. So I'm actually further along than you because I did all that. Wow, but I missed so much stuff. Could you? I went a different way than you. Well, I didn't it's get like the a double jump. Like I was saying, you go into a room and there's four doors. Yeah. And like a standard game, you're like, let me check all the doors, find which one I need to go and do all the other ones first. Well, you go into a door and you're like, well, let me see where this goes. And you're suddenly 
off in a whole new world. But yeah. what if you chose another door? It would take you to another whole new world. There's, it's like it's so open and there's no map. There's no map. If no there map. was a map, Barry, I think it would be so much yes. better. Yeah, like, no map. No idea where the hell you're going. Hey, here, here would be the thing, everybody. Ping these developers and tell them we want premium edition to a premium guy for this thing. Cause oh, like, cause like, I'll let I'll get with Steve and we'll let Steve map this sucker out and we'll make it an actual like, cause we could give you all a, an awesome map for this thing. It, but like, just, without that, man, like, I I mean, I want to play more, but I know I'm not gonna find anything. It just feels like they they were too ambitious, and sometimes <laughs> too much ambition is, is a negative thing. And it's simple things. If they refined the jumps, if they if they gave us a map, fast travel would be so cool. You know, something to let you know, hey, where you're going, because there's nothing wrong with like like Breath of the Wild, for example. You can go right to Ganon if you want to. Great, but Breath of the Wild has a map. Breath of the Wild has a fast travel system. Breath of the Wild has markers you could put. This game, picture Breath of the Wild with no direction. You'd have no idea where to go, and Instead of being this open plane, it's it's like corridors. Everything is like a corridor. So Legend it's of Zelda. <laughs> Original. <laughs> well, no, but even that had an open world. This is like, it felt like it was just corridor after corridor after corridor. Yeah, you know, you and the, the fact that it was like voidy, everything was similar. Yeah, everything but, was similar. Yeah. You it know, Zelda had green areas and like mountainous areas. and Like there was differentiation between them and even like when it was mountain it was like green mountains or orange mountains uh green trees and orange trees like you could you could at least differentiate that was a, the desert and, and so there is a way to do that correctly in a desolate land and it's hollow knight does it like each area has distinct little features that you know you're in a section and i will tell you when i first played hollow knight i was overwhelmed but then once I got used to it and played it a little bit, like you could tell the unique differences. Like you're getting into a crystal area, you're getting into a blue area, a little bit green with a swampy area. Like you knew what they were and you learned the layouts. This game, they all look the same. Hollow Knight also has a map. <laughs> Granted, you have to have it drawn, but at least it has a map. Well, and I think that's super fun to get it drawn. That was an awesome feature. It's in my top five for sure. Blue Fire's so close, man. I, Maybe... I Maybe they're going to do an update and give us a map. And if they do that, like, because right now you just said I missed the damn double jump. Like, I'm never going to find that beginning area again. Like, yeah, and there's no fast travel. Like, that would be so helpful. Like, there's those statues that you could pray at. Like, make them fast travel. You already have points. Well, and like you were saying, though, like, there's four ways to go each time. Like, unless I yeah. happen to remember what I did a month ago. Because I didn't just play it. I played like a month ago when I got to the area that I was, you know, where I stopped the last time. Like, I don't know which way to go to get back. So, like, if I got to get back to go get a double jump, like, I'm I'm screwed. And and that's another thing. Good level de- design and good game design will not allow you to skip certain things. They will say, you need to do this. We're going to make sure that you're going to get it. Or we're going to guide you to at least get it. Well, and if you I don't know want- for a fact I was in the right level because, like, I did it. There was like it was like Zelda style dungeon and it, like I hit a thing. There's a keys. You go get the key. You do the next thing and it raises the water level. You fight some enemies where it locks a door. Like you go there and then I got to the um, the item of the dungeon which allowed me to like gl- grab 
like latch onto walls, like do. Yeah, I never got that. <laughs> yeah, that was in this dungeon. But I remember for a fact I was in like I was like oh I'm in the, I'm in the first dungeon the last time I played and I got lost and I had to stop and I had to leave because I had no clue where I was going because I hit spots that I couldn't get past. But I was in a dungeon and it wasn't that one. So I'm like, where was I? I have no clue where that is. So I don't even know how to get back to it because I randomly stumbled into this dungeon. Yeah. So like, put a damn number on it. Do something like 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 say hey, give us um a text log of who you talk to and just say, all right, this is your mission. Like they do in Witcher three, Zelda breath of the wild, anything else? Like just give us some kind of indicator. Like, here's the thing though. They're definitely not holding our hands. No, no, um, they're definitely not. And that's but it's to thing, the like, point that you're saying to their deficit though, unfortunately, like those, those voided areas. Like if you hit them and you can't figure out how to do it, like, or mm-hmm. you just don't have the skills you leave. And then you have to f- remember where the heck that was to get back, <laughs> where Breath of the Wild, if you don't do a shrine, you can teleport back to it. Immortals Phoenix Rising, mm. if you don't finish you know, one of those, the, I forget what the voids or whatever they were called, um, you can then teleport back. They're Vaults. all fast travel on the map. And even if you beat it and you didn't get the, like, the bonus chest, it lets you know you're missing something there. You could yeah. always travel back to this it. This was the so, opposite too because I left a few and I saw it, and I beat a few, and I saw it, and they look the same. Like, I have no clue. I have no clue. And that's that's another thing. There's no indicator that you've actually beaten it. And that th- these are little things. These are so little quality of life items that could make this game go. Like, in my opinion, I, I think this game as it is, is like a 6. The ambition, like a 10. But as for how it plays, the controls, the lack of features, it's like a 6. Like well, I want I will to tell you if we were talking to these developers about doing a premium edition, like if we were doing it and not like, you know, the the big distributor, um I will tell you that we would talk to these developers and be like, "All right, so here's what we need to put this sucker over the top. We need our premium edition to have a map. We need it to have some quality of life improvements here because if you add those things, um, that's what we're going to get. And we have talked to some developers of games that we haven't signed and said, hey, this is what it'll take for us to, to put it physically because we want this game to blow people's socks off. We want to make your game better. Yeah. And that's it's simple stuff. And then, you know what? Sometimes, I don't know the story behind it. I don't know if there was a time crunch or they just didn't think about it or they couldn't figure it out or they just didn't want to. Some developers don't want to do that. That's how oh, they, yeah. their vision of their game. And you know what? That's fine. If that's their vision of the game and that's how they want it, then that's great. And you don't have to like every game. So it is what it is. Well, but, yeah, so. and I mean, and that's the thing. Like, it could have been 100% intentional, and they said, yep, this is exactly how we want it to be because, you know, this is the atmosphere. We want it to be desolate. We want you to be lost. We want you to just find your way and be super satisfied when you do figure something out. Um like as for us when we're playing stuff on a bit of a crunch unfortunately uh we're not really gonna have the time to go back and like delve into it right now i would love to because like i said like i would i would really like to find that damn double jump now because it would just open up the world for me and that was my one thing like give me some tools to to have fun and tool around it was like you know breath of wild when you unlock the uh, sailing cloth like so fun at that point oh yeah just giving you little abilities and like i just need a few extra things i enjoyed the combat it was pretty easy to learn um there's an area i got to was more like ice level um which is going through the the graveyard 
and the ice level piece was like a little bit um was a little bit different like you had to fight them differently and like i said their ambition is there <clears throat> like i i no problem with the combat uh, the camera is a little wonky but uh the whole thing it just feels very floaty it feels like the second i started playing and i just did the first jump i'm like i could tell this is going to feel lack of polish like i just it didn't feel right from the get-go and i could see there what they were trying to do but it was it just doesn't control the way i wanted it to control or the way i expected it to control and it almost mm. feels like if you were to take a, a a 2d game maker and just try and do a little platformer you know you play one of the like a little mobile games like not all 2d platformers play the same mm-hmm. there's plenty of 2d platformers where if it, it just controls weird very loose or it just it feels it, it feels like like little big planets one that like for what me controller like controller were you using with blue fire I was using the pro controller, the like the pro actual controller. official one. Yeah, I'm trying to think like what I used the first time or what I used the second time because um, I remember when I played Super Mario 3D All Stars, I used the my split pad pro and it was terrible. I was like, man, this is terrible. Like I can't even play the platform sections in Mario Sunshine. And then when I played with the official Switch controller, it was fine. Yeah, I so, play, play with yeah. the official pro controller. Yeah, so it's definitely not the pro controller. Like, if you're not, if they're developing the game and the official Nintendo one's not working right, that's an issue. And um, again, it could just be tastes. There are some people, like like I mentioned, Little Big Planet. Like when I played those two D sections, it felt just very floaty. It just felt too floaty. And well, it, was, it absolutely is the floaty controls and, in that game. <laughs> and it was like to me, like that doesn't feel refined. Whereas something like Ukulele and the Impossible Layer or Donkey Kong Country, you know, that's a totally different 2D platformer style versus something like Mario. They all play differently. But this is just one that to me, even though it's 3D, just the point is it just it, to me it does not play like a refined game. It, it felt more like I was playing an alpha build with, with oh, here it's like a build to pretty much say here's our goals here's what we're trying to accomplish this is the concept now i want to see them refine it <laughs> yeah it's interesting and um it was weird because it got so much hype that first uh week that it came out like people were going crazy over it and then moved on yeah and like we nobody talking really talked about it in depth though like, nobody went into it like, all right, so here's where it's not hitting the mark for me. Like, everybody's just glowing about it, but they apparently they only played the first first hour of it or something, because that's what a lot of reviewers are doing. They're not really going in-depth, I guess. Or maybe they go so far in-depth that they hit past where we're at. We're probably both at a wall. <laughs> I mean, I could go further, but I feel like I have to backtrack to go further. And I, again, like you, like I don't remember the way back. I don't want to do that. And I had to, just to even get to where I was, I had to do some tricky platforming sections that shouldn't have been tricky. But they with these controls, they were more tricky. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know what? I played enough. I saw enough. I, I want to kind of move on. And you know what's ironic is there was another game I was playing uh, recently that I didn't talk about, but it was Shantae. Um, the original Game Boy Color version that they just released from Limited Run. And I played through, fought the first boss, second boss, whatever. Um, now I gotta go somewhere else, but I don't know where to go. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to figure out where to go. I'm kind of, like, do I want to go online? Maybe I'll Well, the stop. original Shantae, from, I haven't played it before, I understand there's a lot of, a lot of things that could be improved and were improved in future games, but mm-hmm. because of the hardware 
it was, you know, not as good as it could have been. You know, Game Boy Color didn't yep. have as many features. So that's that's just the uh, nature of time. Where and there is um, a lot of blind germs in that game where you just jump and pray that you land on a platform and then you die. Um, fortunately, it does have save states on that Switch version. So you just save state right before you go to a jump and then you jump and if you die, you just reload the save state. So you don't have to lose a life. Um, but, um, you know, that's the thing, though. This game feels like Blue Fire feels like there's some limitations in here that it's overcoming, even though it shouldn't have any, right? Yeah, I really shouldn't. Like, I don't know. So, um, let's do recommendations. Sure. So, my thing is, right now it's on sale for 25% off, um, 15 bucks, but it is getting a physical. So, it really depends on the price, as if it's going to retail. If this is a $60 retail, I would say wait. Um, if it's 40 bucks, uh, if it has a manual and everything, that's cool. If it's just a bare bones release where it has nothing inside of it, I would wait for it to be a budget. Um, you know, get it for the digital price at that point, because if you're not putting anything into it, us being physical publishers ourselves, like you got to put a little effort into your physical releases for me to want to get it at full retail. Um, I mean, we're, we're doing crazy stuff and, you know, at the $40, you know, retail, so, like, you guys got to up your game if you if you want me to recommend, especially a game that does require a specific palette and taste for a platformer. It absolutely misses the mark when it comes to level design for me. Um, I'm not as critical on the controls as, as you are, Barry, but I didn't enjoy it. I died a lot. Um, got frustrated a lot, which is unfortunate. I thought maybe it was the controller. Apparently not. And it may just be the gravity of the character and how they control. But the other piece is, is that, you know, dodging uh, enemies and things, you're going to go flying off of a, a ledge because you're got to dodge them appropriately. And if you're on a smaller platform and they take multiple hits, which some of those in the ice level do, um, you're not going to survive as far. So for me, I would say this one would be a meh. I wouldn't super recommend it for casual gamers uh but if you're a hardcore platformer uh you like your metroidvanias you're looking for some 3d version this is a good game to test out uh, even 15 dollars is a little much uh for the as barry would call it the alpha build um like <laughs> like not wrong i'm not sure if the developers are looking to do some kind of holistic upgrade before it goes on physical i hope they do and there's fast travel in a map if they do then absolutely gets my recommendation even with the floaty controls because it would just help it with a little more direction because then i would have a place to move what's frustrating is you have a little bit of weird controls but then you go the wrong way <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, i gotta go back i don't even want to like ugh. ah man. so what about you i i agree i think you know, this is getting the physical, and, and I will be picking up the physical copy no. for the collection, of course. But I do think if it continues at its pace or, or, or as its state, I would say pass unless it goes cheaper on sale. Mm -hmm. If you really like this style game and you want to give it a try, I mean, go for it. I wish this had a demo. I think this game would definitely benefit from a demo. Or maybe there's a reason there's no demo because they feel people <laughs> won't play it. Balan Wonderworld style. <laughs> uh, you know, could be. I do think, though, that everyone who is interested needs to make the decision for themselves to tr after trying it. 
But go in knowing that there's a lot of key features that are missing and don't expect the you know more modern uh, amenities and, and things that you would normally expect. And, and okay, it gives it that old feel. It feels like an old PlayStation. Yeah, like no or, quality or of life improvements. There you go, Barry. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah feels... It's like old Saturn. I just mentioned Balan. It's like Balan's missing missing the mark so... on just some quality of life too. And that one got trashed by critics. This one got glowing reviews, but it's like you're saying, like a similar thing where it's like, okay, this is like the graphics look good. The graphics are more modern, but it's like a basic 3D platformer game. It, it's so ambitious and it has such a cool world and I want to learn more about the world and I want to explore more of it, but it's just, it's not fun to explore, especially because you have no idea where you're going. You have no idea where you've been. There's no markings to identify or, or let you know, Hey, this is here. or That's there. It's, it's all trial and error. Hey, you In, know what you need to do? You need to get out a pad and paper, map that crap out on grids. I've done that before. <laughs> Me too, and I do not have time to do that for Blue Fire or, or like you know what I mean, like reading a good book and reading a good thousand page. Let's read the Cimmerillion. Like, okay, well, that's what Blue Fire wants us to do. The developers apparently want us to make this the only game we play for a month and learn every nook and cranny. It, this feels like a choose your own adventure book, <laughs> where you read pages one to five, and in five you have a choice. You can go to 8, 75, 323, or 2,750. And whichever one you pick, not only are you not able to go back to that page, it, like, it, it takes something and like, you, the memory of what page you left is erased. And you have no idea. Like, what page did I come from? Oh, this is taking me. And, and every page, it gives you like eight choices. So you have no idea where you are. You have no way of memorizing where to go because your memory is lost. It's just like by the time of it, but you have no idea where you're going. And it goes in circles. And you could wind up back on page five for all you know. You have no idea. <laughs> just, I, I don't know. I've never been here. And you, you keep playing and going in circles. Uh, it just It's lacking those fundamental quality of life improvements. And the little tweaking on the controls and the jump – Less floaty would would do this game wonders. Uh, it almost feels like like a ballet when doing the combat too, because it's just like you're just floaty and jumpy. And you know, there was one thing where I had to hit a switch, like I had to climb up these floating boxes or all the way to like the top, and there was a gate, and the gate was locked. So I had to jump down to a switch and hit it, and the gate opened, and then I was timed to get back up there. And I was like, oh my god, like panicking, like oh, am I gonna miss this jump because I, I had a limited time to get through the gate. <laughs> Man. So that that's my thing. I mean, if this really sounds like something you want to play, then don't let us stop you. Play it, enjoy it. Hopefully, you do. But otherwise, if there's going to be some improvements, I'd say wait for it uh, for sure, or wait for it to go more on sale. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's Blue Fire, everybody. Um, absolutely an interesting experience. <laughs> experiment. Almost <laughs> feels like an experiment. Experiment. Um, yeah, I. I just fingers crossed that we get a, an upgrade, an update patch that fixes some some quality of life things. Hard. But you know what my worry is, Barry? Is too many people just glowingly reviewed it and moved on. So now they have no like they have no test unless the developers literally listen to the playcast and go, oh yeah, let's add 
let's add a map. Let's add some fast travel. Let's, you know, change the gravity of the character a little bit so that way it has a more predictable jumping pattern. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, ah. It just feels so... Like, they want you to do precise jumps, especially with those platforms that disappear. So you have to, like, jump, land on it, and then immediately jump again. And it's so frustrating when you do, like, four of them in a row, and then you you get to that fourth one and you screw up. And it's like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Craziness. So uh, should we tell everybody what we're playing for next time? Not next episode, but for next time. Yeah, go for it. So um, we're going to be covering one of the first games uh, that we've gotten from a developer to check out. Um, you know, we did tell them that we're not currently in a signing pattern, but we will play it for the Playcast, and we will let the listeners know, and they can do recommendations. And Barry got me to play a somewhat visual novel. So I didn't um, get you. Yeah, you did. Um, it's all you, Barry, because okay. Discord jerk. um so this game's called return one way trip um so it should be an interesting game it's called return one way trip and it is available digitally right now only obviously because if anybody um if anybody's gonna do it it might be us who knows we have to play it though um the interesting piece on this is it's more horror based um, it's a two-day side-scrolling puzzle adventure horror game. You're trapped in a ghostly train, um, and you got to go between past and present to save your friends. Um, and it has really cool Super Nintendo style, uh, you know, m- more modern though, but Super Nintendo-ish uh, graphics as you walk around, and then it does cutscenes that are like every visual novel you ever see. Um, so it's it's super interesting. Uh, I've I've already played it a little bit, so that's good. Gotten ahead of the game, um, but we will see if we uh, what we like about it for next time. Uh, should we do a bet? All right, poll everyone. Is JP gonna play the game? Uh, and you could also do a second poll. Is, is JP gonna be here? <laughs> is JP gonna be here too? That's funny. Oh, sillies. Um, yeah, I mean, it has a 7 out of 10 over on Steam, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's like 12 bucks on Steam. Not sure what it is in the Switch shop. It is available on Switch as well. So, um, 70% on Metacritic. So, it has some good reviews, uh, things like that. So, that's cool. Um, so, we will talk about it next time and see what it is. And then, of course, recommendations. Let us know. Um, there was something uh, in the news, actually. I don't know if you caught it. Um, but it's not physical or collection related, but it's in Switch okay. games. Did you know that Mario Party just had an update? Yes. And you can play online with friends. Holy crap. You can play Finally. Mario Party with freaking friends. Like we should start playing with Discord members and <laughs> like getting mad at each other about the randomness. I still want more game. boards. I played those four boards so many times. I'm sick of them. <laughs> I did not because I got bored. Uh, <laughs> I unlocked everything in the game, and I was just like, oh, I want to do more, but you know, there's nothing else to do, and there's just four boards. Like, I did all the, the eight-player with the River Rapids, or mm-hmm. the four-player with the River Rapids thing, and I, I did the whole mini-game champion like road, you know, all the different difficulties, and got all the five stars, and all the extra characters by doing the quizzes and finding them all, and it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, this is cool, but it's still only four boards. 
<laughs> well, you gotta beat your friends now to a bloody pulp. Uh, super Mario Party experiences. Um, I just know the cheating ass computer used to make me mad. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm happy they're showing some life to it. I mean, it did sell well. I think that's the only reason they're doing it. It's selling well, and it's it's easy for them to do a patch to do that than develop a whole new game. Well, yeah, exactly. And honestly, like it wasn't like super fun because it was limiting, like to me. Because of the like you said, the four boards. Like, why not just have some like eight boards? Like, make them less crazy. Make them long, or make the four boards like way more, way longer and random. Because like it seemed like you just fly around the boards real fast. Like, I don't know if it was just me, but compared to like the sixty four versions, it just seemed like the um, like they were really tiny. Yeah, they were. They were kind of small. Yeah, I would like to see some crazy with it, but. Yeah, it's really cool to see uh, a Nintendo proper get get a quality of life upgrade. Um, Developers take note. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say the next episode we probably could talk about some predictions for like upcoming summer season with E three coming and everything. Yeah, yeah, we can probably do a little bit of that. Look at all the rumors that Nintendo Switch has because I mean, heck, we actually have a little day, bit we of get time a Switch, still. Every other day we get a Switch Pro freaking. Rumor. The E3 is still not for another month. It's uh, June 12th to the 15th. Yeah. So we still have some time. Yeah, we got time to talk predictions and stuff and maybe hit ahead of some of these these rumors. Um, also, I will say, um, I am not super worried about whatever other companies are doing or E3 is doing or whatever. Like, when we launch our stuff, we're going to launch our stuff. Like, premium yep. is its own beast. Um, if people want to, you know, if we launch our thing and limited runs doing a release, well, they do a, uh, a release every week. So <laughs> like you can't, yeah. well, you can never release something then. Cause somebody's going to release something like every week. It's just the nature of the beast. Um, that being said, we're not going by the beat of anybody else's drum, but our own, and we're going to have fun with it and create really cool stuff. So absolutely, that's what we do. Um, do we miss anything, or are we we good to wrap no, her up? I think we're good to wrap her up. Let's put a bow on this sucker. So, um, where can they find you, Barry? Ah. Um, me. You could find you. me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You could always find me at the Premium Edition Games Discord, as well as emailing Premium Edition Games. Uh, Jeff, what about you? you? Can find me at home. No, not really. I'm at work a lot. Um, uh, so, my book side, I'm at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter, at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Hagen'sAlley.com is the website where you can buy all of my books, uh, as well as the Pixel Perfect Punch Out, which is going to be ending soon on Kickstarter. And we'll have, you know, some pre-orders up on the site shortly thereafter, just so those that don't like to utilize Kickstarter can just buy directly from, from me um, and support the author, because everything is going to the author for that. Um, and then, of course, you can find us at premiumeditiongames.com. We do have copies of Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev Games Collection that are will ship immediately. They are shipping. And then the retro and deluxe edition of Pigeon Dev Games Collection is going to be soon. I do know that the um, another week or two, we should have that steelbook in hand. And 
the crazy woes of back and forth with the daggone retro box re- reared its ugly head again, Barry. And um, I reformatted everything this week, hopefully. I mean, there's no reason for it to not be in production, but we haven't seen any traction. So, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So we shall see uh, when I start to go insane. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, no, uh, no insanity there. Yeah, and uh, we got to mention, you know, he's not here right now, but you could find JP everywhere on the internet at jpswitchmania.com and jpswitchmania.com. Yes, yeah, for so, all his uh, weekly posts. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.